0: food that keeps me going. And we're going to be basing ourselves this morning in John's gospel, John chapter four, verse 31 to 33. And I'm going to be reading from the message translation. I hope my voice doesn't break again. (laughs) But John chapter four, verse 31 to 33 from the message. And it says this, it says, in the meantime, the disciples pressed him, Rabbi eat, aren't you going to eat? He told them, he said, I have food that you know nothing about. The disciples were puzzled. Who could have brought him food? You know, Georgina and I, we love to watch different TV series, watch different films and uh, in the evenings on our weekends. We like going through different things. And recently we stumbled across uh, a channel on YouTube. We don't often watch YouTube together, but we watch a channel. We came across this YouTube video, and it was very interesting. It's a bit random. It's something that Georgina and I aren't into, but it captivated us. This channel is called The Outdoor Boys. Now, if you know me, you'll know I'm not an outdoor person at all. I'm a home bird. I like the comforts of home. But this channel is called The Outdoor Boys. And it's about this man in Alaska. There he is right there. His name is Luke. He lives in Alaska and he's got a family, a young family, There's a, he's got a wife and three young boys. And uh, he lives in Alaska. And this YouTube channel is all about him Going outdoors and doing outdoor activities with his children. And he teaches people how to survive in the wild, how to survive in the freezing cold temperatures. Every single weekend, he really releases a new video and he goes out with his kids into the forest, into the wilderness of Alaska. And he does some pretty crazy things. He builds snow caves. He shows you how to build, uh, how to build shelters. He shows you how to survive in freezing cold temperatures with very little. It's really, really interesting. And uh, if you ever go to Alaska or you ever get stuck in Alaska, just give George and I a call. We know all the tips. We know how to survive in the freezing cold weather. But you know, there's something, there's an interesting part on every one of his videos uh, that you can watch. He says that the thing that he needs to keep on going and keep surviving in the cold and in these freezing temperatures is food he needs food to keep doing these things and some of the meals that he takes with him and makes is incredible I don't know how he does these things in the wild but he takes these big tomahawk steaks and he cooks curry and all these things and I'm thinking where on earth are you getting this from how on earth do you do that but he says that's the thing that enables him to keep on going he he gets tired from walking up these mountains he gets tired from building these shelters and he says if I want to keep warm and survive then I need a good meal I've got to empathize with him. I'm exactly the same. When I'm tired after a busy week, I need a good meal. After a busy day, I need a good meal. I don't know if any of you in here get hungry if you don't have food for a certain period of time. I know there are a few people, even in my family, who get a little bit hungry when they don't have food. But food is so important for us, isn't it? Food is so important so that we can keep ongoing so we can keep surviving and thriving and it's not just about any food but it's about having the right food if you're into fitness then you know all about that I'm not so much so I like the junk food I'm so thankful that mini eggs have started coming back out in the shops as well I can't wait for Easter I'm looking forward to that but it's so important having food in our system so we can keep on going so we can keep doing the things that we need to do and we see even as we turn the pages of the bible into john's gospel that food was important for jesus as we know our savior jesus he's fully god but he was also fully man as well he got hungry just like you and me he needed food to keep doing what he was doing he needed that fuel in his life as it says in John. verse 31 as we turn to this passage there's this interesting conversation about how his disciples were telling jesus to eat he says that they were they were encouraging him to have some food now there's a little bit of a reason why they were encouraging him to have food if you read just a few chapters before you see how jesus had begun his ministry he'd been traveling all over the place and he didn't have a car he didn't have an electric scooter he didn't have taxis he would have walked everywhere. It was long journeys in that place, in that temperature, in Israel. It would have been boiling hot. And it says just a few chapters before that Jesus had been witnessing. He'd been witnessing in this place called Judea. And there was a lot of things going on. A lot of people were coming to him. He, it was a very busy time as he was praying for people. He was teaching people about the kingdom of God. He was healing the sick. He was delivering those who were possessed by demons. He was preaching the kingdom of God. It was a very, very busy time for Jesus. But Jesus decided to move out of this place of Judea because there were religious teachers who at that time were trying to defeat uh, John the Baptist and Jesus against one another. They were trying to get people to, to choose either John the Baptist or Jesus. So Jesus says, right, I'm gonna leave this place. I don't wanna be involved in a competition or favoritism. He didn't want that, so he went and he left that place and he goes to a different place to minister. Jesus was gonna to go to Galilee, this place called Galilee to minister. I've got a picture, here's a map. Now, Jesus was down the bottom, if you can see there. He was in Judea and he had to go to Galilee all those miles away now there are a few options for jesus to go there are a few routes that jesus could have gone on to get to galilee he could have gone up the coast i'm sure that would have been a nice scene if you've ever been on the coastal path down mumbles i'm sure it was something like that where you walk across the cliffs and see all that beautiful ocean jesus could have gone that way he could have gone across the jordan and up through perea there he could have made his way that way but there was another option for Jesus and that was to go through this place called Samaria. However, if you know anything about the culture and context of that day, Jesus was Jewish and Jews had a long rivalry with people from Samaria called Samaritans. They, they had this big rivalry. There was arguments about the Jewish people hated Samaritans and Samaritans hated Jewish people. There was always this context between them. And so for Jesus to go through Samaria, it would have caused him a lot of trouble. He could have been attacked. He could have been killed for doing this. But Jesus decides that he was going to go through Samaria, that this was the route he was going to take. Now, why was Jesus going to do this? Was, did Jesus not know about these arguments? Did, why was he going this way? He could have been in danger. Well, there was a reason for Jesus going this way. And you see this in John chapter 4, even in the first few verses, it says in John 4, verse 4 to 6, it says to get there, he had to pass through Samaria. He came into Sakaar, a Samaritan village that bordered the field Jacob had given his son Joseph. Jacob's well was still there. Jesus was worn out by the trip and he sat down at the well. It was noon. So Jesus decides that he's gonna go through Samaria and he comes to this place, Sakhar with his disciples and he was exhausted. A lot of walking, a lot of traveling, a lot of ministering. Jesus was tired, just like you and I get tired. He was tired and he was exhausted. And so he decides that he's going to sit at this well. He comes to this well, which is outside this village of Sakaah, and he sits there and he's waiting there. He's going to get a drink from that well. And whilst he's waiting there, Jesus sends his disciples off. He sends his disciples off and he tells them to go and get some food in the nearby town. I don't know if they had dominoes, which we had on Friday in youth. I don't know if they had a dominoes there, pizza hat. I don't know what they had there. But he sends them off to go and get some food for themselves and also some food for him as well. So the disciples, they go off, they go and grab some food. But whilst Jesus is sitting at this well, he has an interesting encounter. There's this woman that comes to, at the well to get some water now it was quite strange for women to go out at the middle of day at noon to go and get water usually women would go up to the well in the cool of the day they would have gone in the early morning they would have gone before everybody's up before the sun is up it would have been cool for them to collect water and take it back women would have gone then but Jesus is sitting in this well and all of a sudden this woman comes along to go and get some water now if you read John's chapter four you'll find out that the reason why this woman was on her own and not going with the other women and she was going in the middle of the day was because of mistakes that she had made in her life this woman was shamed this woman had done some pretty bad things in her life and she wasn't allowed to go with the other women she had to go on her own to go and get some food the bible actually tells us that that she had ruined her life it seemed at that point she had been married five times she'd had five different husbands she was the talk of the town she was disgraced this woman was and so she goes and she's at this well and all of a sudden she meets jesus there jesus is there and he's sitting at the well you can read this conversation that goes on this is an interesting conversation jesus brings up everyday talk first of all he begins talking just about water and then all of a sudden as he's talking about these general things with this woman he begins talking about eternal water living water and he talks about how he is the savior and he begins having this conversation with her and and all of a sudden through this conversation this woman realizes that she can find forgiveness she realizes who she's talking to that she's talking to the son of God and Jesus there forgives her he restores her she has new life in this moment it's it's an incredible moment this conversation you can read it for yourself this encounter with Jesus changed her life forever she receives forgiveness she receives a new beginning and this woman then after speaking to Jesus runs back to this town of Sakar and she tells everybody about this wonderful encounter with Jesus how Jesus had done this in her life Jesus saved her Jesus transformed her and I just want to say this morning that what Jesus did for that woman he's done in my life and he can do it in your life as well our God is the God who forgives us our God is the God who saves us our God is the God who transforms us no matter what sin is done no matter what mistakes we've done our God offers a fresh start our God offers forgiveness because of what he has done he's done it in my life he can do it in your life today there is no shame or condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus I'm so thankful for that this morning but following on from this conversation that Jesus has with this woman, this encounter, the disciples, they come back. They come back to Jesus. They come back with this food that they, they had bought for Jesus. They come back to Jesus. And as I said, they were concerned about Jesus's physical well wellbeing. They could see he was tired. So they wanted to get him food to make him stronger so they could carry on this journey. And then they have this interesting conversation which we read about at the start. I'll read it again, John four thirty-one to 33 in the meantime the disciples pressed him rabbi eat aren't you going to eat he told them i have food to eat that you know nothing about the disciples were puzzled who could have brought him food we see here the disciples are confused they've gone off to go and get him some food they come back and all of a sudden jesus is saying that he's had food that, that he doesn't need to eat i'm sure they thought to themselves did jesus sneak a pack of lunch in his bag What's he doing? Has he told us? Did he bring his own food that he's not telling us about? Did somebody, did he order a delivery up to the well? What's going on? Well, how is Jesus eating something here? Is, has he had a takeaway with this woman? What has happened? He's We've gone to get him food and all of a sudden he's saying that he's had food. He's eating here. But then Jesus makes this powerful statement in John 4 verse 34. Jesus said, the food that keeps me going is that I do the will of the one who sent me, finishing the work he started. Jesus says here that he's eaten, but he's not on about physical food here. He says there's a food, there's something that's happened in him that's quenched that hunger in his life, that's satisfied that hunger in his life. And what is it? He said the food that I eat, the food that keeps me going, is to do the will of the one who sent me. What does that mean? What did Jesus mean here? To do the will of the one who sent me. Jesus is saying here that the thing that kept him going was accomplishing the mission and the plan that his heavenly father had given. What was his will, what was his mission? What was the plan of Jesus? Well, we read about his plan and his mission in Luke 19 verse 10. Jesus says these words, For the son of man has come to seek and save those who are lost. That was what kept Jesus going. This was his food. It wasn't that he wasn't worried about physical food, but he said the thing that keeps him going is to do the will of the Father. In other words, to reconcile mankind to God, to seek and save those who were broken and helpless and outcast and bring them back to himself. That was what kept him going, was doing the plan that God had given him. God the Father had given him. Of course he needed physical food. But he said this food is what really keeps me going doing the will of the father carrying that out and we see here that jesus was teaching his disciples this important lesson he was saying that while physical food is necessary for all of us for our survival he said there's a higher purpose to life there's a higher calling that god has a plan and purpose for our lives. And if we would find that mission out, if we would find that plan out, then that would be the thing that keeps us going. That would be the thing that energizes us and helps us to keep going in life no matter what comes against us. Hardships, battles, difficulties. When we discover God's plan and his call and his will for our lives, that's what keeps us going. That's the thing that satisfies that hunger within our lives, that spiritual hunger within our lives, that spiritual nourishment comes from obeying the will of God. Jesus is saying here, that's what kept him going. And did you know, that's what will keep you and I going as well? Yes, of course, I'm not encouraging you not to eat. Of course we've got to eat. But there's something in life that's greater than that. There's something that keeps us going, that gives us a different energy. And it's finding out God's plan and his purpose for our lives. Did you know that God Almighty, who created this world, not only knows you, not only loves you, But he's got a plan and a purpose for your life as i've said many times before that number one question that's researched and typed in on google is why am i here you don't need google to answer that because god knows exactly why you're here he's created you for a plan and a purpose i love and i've quoted this many times one of my favorite verses in the bible jeremiah 29 verse 11 for i know the plans i have for you says the lord plans to prosper you not to harm you to give you a hope and a future did you know this morning god has a plan and purpose for your lives god's will for our lives his plan for our lives it's an expression of his love for us that's what it is that's what the will of god is it's an expression of his love for you and me i love what it says in psalm 33 11 but the lord's plans stand firm forever his intentions can never be shaken god's will his plan comes from his heart and did you know it's not an impersonal thing but it's a very impersonal thing god has got a specific plan for you and me he knows us better than we know ourselves he's wired us in certain ways why because he has a mission for us a plan for us. He has a specific plan for you and me. And did you know this morning, there's a few things that we need to realize about God's plan or his will for our lives, is that number one, God wants you to know that he does have a plan for your life. He has a plan for your life. I love what it says, and he wants you to know his plan for your life. It says in Acts 22 verse 14, then he told me, the God of our ancestors has chosen you to know his will, and to seek the righteous one and hear him speak. God wants you to know his plan for your life. You don't have to try and figure it out or work it out. God wants you to know his plan for your life. Not only does God want you to know his plan for your life, he wants you to understand his plan for your life as well. It says in Ephesians 5 verse 17, don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. God has a plan for your life. He wants you to know that plan and he wants you to understand that plan. But not only that, God wants you to be filled with that plan, to have that plan and mission guide you and control you and fill you and satisfy you all the days of your life. Guide everything that you do. It says in Colossians 1, verse nine to 10. So we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will And to give you wisdom and spiritual understanding then the way you live will always honor and please the lord and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit all the while you will grow as you learn to know god better and better god wants his plan and his purpose in your life to be the thing that drives your life to be the central thing Within your life. And when we know that God has a plan for our lives, when we understand God's plan, when God's plan is driving us and is the thing that's within our lives that's filling us and satisfying us, then there'll be an amazing result that will come as a result of that. Ephesians 6 verse 6 says, do the will of God with all your hearts. When you understand God's will, you can live out God's will. You can carry out God's will. And you know what I found? I'm so thankful that God's revealed his plan. And his purpose for my life that brought so much freedom within my life it's brought so much joy and i want to encourage you that god's plan for your life isn't restricting it isn't a duty but it's a delight god's plan for you is a delight when you find god's plan for your life nothing else will compare to it no job will compare to it nothing when you find out specifically why you are here it will bring you so much joy it will be the food that keeps you going When you find God's will for your life, it'll be the thing that keeps you going. As I said, as Jesus said there in John 4, verse 34, the food that keeps me going is to do the will of the one who sent me, finishing the work, what he started. That's what kept Jesus going. That's what keep you and I going, knowing God's plan for our lives. It is for me and it is for you as well. And we must make our prayer. There's a guy in Colossians. His name was Epaphras and he prayed, this prayer and I pray that this will be our prayer as well it says this in Colossians 4 verse 12. Epaphras a member of our own fellowship and a servant of Christ Jesus sends his greetings It sends you his greetings he always prays earnestly for you asking God to make you strong and perfect fully confident that you are following the whole will of God may that be our prayer Lord I want to know your plan. I want to understand your plan. I want that to be the guiding force within my life. I want to do your plan. Lord, I want to live out your plan for my life. You might say this morning, Luke, that's great that God's got this plan for my life. But how do I discover it?
1: Where do I begin?
0: How on earth do I find out God's specific plan for my life? Or God's will for my life? It's through God's word. God's plan for our lives comes when we read meditate pray study on god's word this is god's living word god speaks to us through his word he reveals himself to us he reveals who we are but he reveals his plan to us when we read his word i remember when i was in my bedroom at 18 years old and i was just a, a little bit confused about what to do with my future i always wanted to go into teaching because that's what my uncle Karen did and he's my hero so i wanted to follow him into teaching i wanted to become a primary school teacher, and uh, that was the route that I wanted to go on. But I was growing in my walk with the Lord, and I remember even at 18 years old, sitting in my bedroom and just praying. And, and I opened up my Bible. I was going through my Bible readings, and I came across Joshua chapter one. And as I read Joshua chapter one, I just felt God call me and speak to me and say, "Luke, I've got a different plan for you. I'm calling you into ministry." And this was something that I never thought of, never planned of, never even wanted. This wasn't even on. My radar. But you know, I'm so thankful that God's ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. And His plan is better. I know stepping into His plan, stepping into what He's called me to do. It just brings me so much joy, so much freedom. I know why I'm here. I know what I'm called to do. And you can have that confidence as well. It isn't just for Luke Morgan. It's for you. I'm, I'm a nobody. And if God wants to speak to me, He can speak to whoever. God's got a plan for our lives. And it comes through reading God's word. That's how God spoke to me. And that's how God will speak to you as well. Apart from God's word, you will have no understanding of God's will for your life. You know, the Bible tells us that we have an enemy, the enemy of our souls. His name is Satan, the devil. And do you know what his number one mission is, is to make you ignorant of God's plan and purpose for your life. He wants to make you ignorant to God's will for your life. He doesn't want you discovering what God has put you on this planet to do. He doesn't want you finding that out. He doesn't want you knowing that because if you discover that, then you will make an incredible impact for God wherever you are. And I do just want to say very quickly, I feel God's pressed this on my heart. The will of God for your life isn't maybe just to be a pastor or it isn't to be a leader or whatever god can use you where you are in your workplace god wants to use you there's a reason why he's placed you there there's giftings he's placed in your life maybe you're called to serve in a certain industry in a certain field god can use you there there's a reason why god's placed you in this area in abraham and why because god wants to use you in this place god's got his plan and purpose for you and satan wants to do everything he can to make you ignorant of god's will why do you think? Each and every one of us find it so hard to read the Bible and to open this up. Is because the enemy doesn't want us finding out God, knowing God, or stepping into the plans he has for us. But I want to encourage you. This isn't some big old boring book that sits on a bookshelf. This is God's word to you. This is God's love letter to each and every one of us. We find out who God is, and you'll find out what he's called you to do by reading this. God will speak to you. God will help you. God will transform you and shape you and mold you to become like him and to make him known in the world around you. I want to encourage you open up God's word, read God's word. And you know if you wanna know more about where to begin, about Bible, where can I start with that? In a few weeks time, I'm gonna be putting some things out on YouTube, just basics about how you can find out, it'll be on our website as well, about how you can grow in understanding the Bible. What's the best Bible to read? And where do I begin? How can I get a Bible reading plan? How can I implement it in my life? We as a church, we're here to support you in that and help you in that. But I wanna encourage you, to open up God's word, find read God's word, and then you'll discover God's plan for your life. And I can assure you that will be the will, that will be the food that will keep you going. And so as we come to a conclusion this morning, Jesus found fulfillment in carrying out the mission of his father, carrying out the will of God, the will of the one who sent him. He found satisfaction in that. And it can be the same for you and me as well. God's got a plan and purpose for Our lives. And this is why today is Next Step Sunday. This is why we have these as a church, because our heart's desire as a church is to help you discover God's plan and purpose for your life. You don't have to do this on your own, but we would love to help you. We would love to encourage you and support you in any way that we can. This is why we've created Gateway Next Steps. And this is just a simple thing just to help you find out maybe what God's plan is and purpose for your life is and how you can grow in knowing God or discovering God and discovering what he has for you. And there are different next steps that you can take as well. And we have them, there they are on the screen and you've got them on a the card on your seats as well. Maybe you've come here today and you don't know Jesus. Maybe you've been to church a few times, or maybe it's your first time in church and, and you'd like to find out more about Christianity. Maybe you're just starting your journey. We'd love to help you. Please take this next step home, fill it out, tick that box. And we've got things to help you. We're gonna hope to run a course called the Alpha Course in a few weeks time, which is fantastic and will be a great resource for you where you can come and ask your questions without judgment, without being criticized, where you can find out more about Christianity for yourself and why you are here. As a church family, we wanna help those who are new Christians. Maybe you've recently made a decision to follow Jesus and you just don't know where to sort of go from there. You've said, yes, I wanna give my life to Jesus, but what happens next? well we want to help you as you begin your discipleship journey maybe you feel uh, that prompting for god that you are a christian and you say yes i want to be obedient to the call of god and i want to be baptized that's a command from the lord jesus that if we follow him we should be baptized in water and we as a church we'd love to help you with that we'd love to have you sign up for baptism as i said last week i'd love to do a baptism on easter sunday wouldn't that be amazing to do that celebrate new life together as jesus rose from the grave and we arise into new life as well so sign up for baptism if you haven't been baptized in water we'd love to help you as well maybe you feel like this is the church which you want to become a part of you want to be a part of here get committed here serve here then sign up to become a partner in this house serve on a team which i'll be talking about in a few weeks time about how you can join a ministry kids team or youth team or worship team or leadership or anything like that we want to encourage you in your next steps with that and there the final next step for you that we've set out is respond to god's call to lead We know God's gifted people with that gift, spiritual gift of leadership. And we want to raise up leaders within this house. Pastors, teachers, evangelists, elders, deacons. We want to see people raised up. Leaders of ministries. We want to see people raised up into all that God has for you. And so we, as a church, want to help you discover God's will is planned for your life. So I want to encourage you to do three things this morning as we come to an end. I want to encourage you, first of all, seek God's will for your life. It's God who tells us, not Luke Morgan. It's not me telling you what to do. And it's not even us coming up with ourselves what we'd like to do. Find out, of God? What has God created you for? What's his plan for your life? Ask God to show you that within your life. Set some time praying and reading the Bible and watch how God will speak to you. I wanna encourage you today, fill out the next step card. See what your next step is. Ask God what your next step is is and hand it in to us at the end. You can hand it in in the welcome area. Leave it down in the welcome area. We'd love to help you. And then I want to encourage you, once you've found out God's will for your life, obey his will. Obey him. Say, Lord, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to step into that and I'm going to carry out your purpose for my life. As Solomon wisely said in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 6, seek his will in all you do and he will show you which path to take seek his will in all you do let today mark the beginning of an exciting adventure of following God's plan and his purpose for your life and know today that it will be the food that will keep you going